0: Hi, welcome back to Ask an Angel. I'm Lola Stacey and I'm Brooke Harmon. Today's episode is going to be a little bit on the heavier side. We're talking about topics that are a little bit more serious, so we want to go ahead and issue a trigger warning right now.
1: Yeah, today we're going to be talking about suicide prevention, so if you are struggling with this topic or related issues, please be cautious.
0: So first we want to start off by just kind of acknowledging why we're talking about it this time and why the theme is sort of centered this week.
1: So talking about suicide is one of the best ways from preventing it to happen.
0: Yeah, which is obviously our number one goal. Um, Last month in September was also Suicide Prevention Month. And while this is not exactly, like this is a little bit late, we're still, it's always a good time to talk about it.
1: And also this month is Mental Health um, Awareness Month.
0: Um, Yeah, and honestly, our words are our most valuable assets when people are in crisis. I think that's what, it's like the number one thing that helps anyone.
1: And there also is a stigma. There is still an aspect of society that looks at suicide as a crime.
0: So while we have a lot of great resources for teenagers who are struggling with mental health and suicidal thoughts, um, something that we don't, um, isn't as focused in on or um, isn't as researched about is the discrepancy in suicide rates between um, students of color and uh, white students. And we have Mrs. Valerie Ramos here to
2: uh, talk with us a little bit. Do you want to tell us about your role at St. Francis? Yes. Hello, Lola. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I am the diversity coordinator here. This is year number two for me, uh, working on all things diversity, equity, and inclusion related at St. Francis.
0: Um, So we have a couple questions to ask you today. Um, I'm going to start with just what are some of the contributing factors um, towards the higher suicide rates? Um, in our students of color?
2: Yeah, it's really concerning. I came across uh, some uh, articles about that recently, and it really highlighted what I think many people were aware of. Uh, you know, mental health crises in our country and probably in the world since COVID, but even before COVID, were really at all-time highs. Um, there's just an overwhelming uh, sense of emotional pain and loss uh, for a lot of people uh, who just have no hope for change in their circumstances, and when they get in that place, uh, that's when people start to have uh, suicidal ideation. Uh, The statistic that was super concerning to me was to see that black youth are twice as twice as likely to commit suicide as white students and that statistic uh, was of 2018 since COVID and uh, you know other things that have been happening in society I'm sure that that number is, is higher today. Some of the, um, the factors that contributed, that contribute to that are you know societal pressures, um, really the effects of racism continue to impact uh, people of color, and especially Black youth, um, whether it's um, effects in our institutions like school, government, healthcare, in the media, with law enforcement, and in economics across the board, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of you know fallout from from you know from racism in our in our country that really affect people of color. Uh, COVID has disproportionately affected uh, black people and their access to uh, medical support. Um, And, you know, when when uh, George Floyd was murdered and that was, you know, shown in the media over and over again, that is so traumatizing and so disturbing to everyone. But especially for black people and black youth to see those kind of images, it it just really hurts your sense of self and well-being.
0: Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense, and that's really, those are concerning statistics to hear, especially um, being from 2018, because I'm sure, like, with everything happening recently, that's just going up. Um, that being said, what do you think would be helpful for us to do to, like, intervene and support our students in a better way so we're making sure we're pr- providing equal support for everyone across the board?
2: Yeah, so, you know, in thinking about that, some of the things that I myself observe Experience uh, and have read are, are fairly simple, you know, in nature, and they kind of stand to common sense. Uh, one of the first ones is to have a caring adult in, in every young person's life. You know, that one caring adult can save a life just by being present for them, you know, providing an opportunity for that young person to freely express what they're feeling, what they're thinking, what they're experiencing. Uh, a relationship where there's mutual trust, you know, where the, the young person feels trusted and that they can trust that adult, uh, that they feel empowered to be able to go out into the world and, and uh, affect their own lives and have agency. Um, and a, a, to provide a safe place for them to be able to talk, study, have fun, just rest. You know, those, those are really important interventions. Another, another one has to do with, uh, and this is something we were talking about before we got on, and that is eliminating the stigma that's associated with mental illness. You know, in, in my community, the black community, and I'm sure it's true in others, um, uh, it, talking about being depressed, talking about having anxiety, you know, or suffering from any kind of, you know, mental distress like that is often viewed as a weakness, You know, and something that that we are not necessarily, or at least historically, have been encouraged to to acknowledge. Um, But if we can normalize conversations, you know, and encourage discussions about our feelings, uh, that can really help uh, young people feel comfortable and confident to reach out and and deal with what what they're going through. Yeah, I I like what you said about just removing that stigma because that's really what we're trying to do here with our podcast and with our peer team and everything yes yes yes. and and you know so today we have the assembly on um, belonging and that has so much to do with what we're talking about as far as talking about those things Mm -hmm. that are are ailing us um, in a safe environment where we know uh, there's no stigma you know we're all kind of going through these things together uh, and so I'm I'm excited about the direction that we're moving at St. Francis.
0: Mm, me too. Thank you so much for your lovely answers and research.
1: So now we're going to call Ms. Cherise Lee, a licensed Sacramento therapist and one of our formal wellness counselors, to talk a little bit more about suicide prevention.
3: Hello.
0: Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you?
3: I am okay hanging in there.
0: Yeah. Um, so I have a few. Our topic this um, this podcast is about suicide prevention. Gotcha. And I just have a few, like, questions, and we can also just talk a little bit.
3: You got it.
0: Okay, cool. Um, so first I wanted to, I guess, start with saying, like, or asking how um, – especially on campus, like how we can offer support to students that are struggling?
3: I think it's, well, first of all, I'm so glad to be able to talk to you and thank you very much for having me back on the podcast. Um, It's really important, especially now to make sure that we are destigmatizing mental health. Anxiety is a real thing. Depression is a real thing. Stress is a real thing. It all has to do with mental health. So, If a friend, if a teacher seems to be, you know, not having the best day, we have to understand and be gentle with ourselves and be gentle with each other because everyone is dealing with life in their own different way. So there needs to be much more compassion on campus to be able to understand that a close friend, a bystander, someone that you may not know, a classmate just may be suffering in silence and i want those conversations to be brought more to the forefront than having to suffer in private
0: right okay and how do you think um like post covid how has that like impacted the um the higher suicide rates as
3: of recent at this point interesting study that came out that um, as we navigated into covid for those two years of a pretty intense lockdown and uh, when you're used to freedom and you're used to be able to um, have, you know, the normal things that we take for granted um, that we recognize in the lockdown. I think what has come about is um, emotionally and mentally, um, we are two years less than what we really are, especially, you know, the study was on adolescents and teenagers. So if you are 17 right now, your brain is basically functioning as a 15-year-old in that developmental process. COVID has changed so many Things in, in regards to how we, um, how we process, how we um, socialize, um, all of that is important in, in a natural development of um, a child um, into, a, you know, an adolescent to a young adult um, and into a full, a full adult. So that being compromised because we had to learn different for two years, it's really, really starting to take its toll on teenagers, especially now that um, we are trying to have some sense of normalcy again.
0: That makes sense. That's also really fascinating about the two years behind. The
3: like well, two years, I was like, wow, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely very relevant. I know a lot of my friends, especially, like, seniors are struggling with, you know, the idea of even, like, leaving right now and going to college, and then, you know, juniors are struggling with the idea of, like, they have all this work that they have to do to prepare for their senior year, but their mindset is still, like, a sophomore or a freshman.
3: Right, exactly. Right.
0: Um, And then... Lastly, like what um, resources? Obviously, if someone's struggling, you know, with suicidal thoughts or um, intense depression, they should seek some sort of professional help. Is there any other like uh, resource that you recommend? Maybe like online resources that are easily accessible and maybe um, a good preventative step for students that are struggling.
3: Um, absolutely, um, and this is twofold for me, um, and I use it at my private practice office, but. Um, the crisis lifeline um, that is dialing 988 on your cell phone or texting the number 988 um, to your phone gives a quick access to be able to um, access support. And this crisis lifeline, which I, which I love, it actually takes you to resources that are in your area. So if you're dialing in in your area, 916, that's going to come up in the call. And then they can patch you into resources in your area that are hands-on. And usually when you're thinking about calling a, 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 a crisis hotline, um, you think that it's for the person that's in crisis. You could be a friend worried about um, your best friend. You could be a friend worrying about a parent or a family member. And you can call and say, I'm really struggling. My friend is having you know, suicidal thoughts. I don't know what to do. And then they will, again, tap you into resources that are local to you that are going to help you as the helper process what you need to do to keep yourself safe and not overwhelmed, get you to the right help that is necessary and make sure that person is taken care of as well. So that's something that I just, um, it came out across the world actually in, in July of um, just this past summer, in July of 2022. So right. this has, honestly saves quite you know it saves it saves a lot of lives and and is able to educate a lot of a lot of people
0: right is that um just for clarification is that like in place of the one
3: eight hundred two seven three number um it's not in place of it's just a quicker accessibility
0: okay that's really helpful and i'm sure that's already helped a lot of teens.
3: yes definitely um I think what is most important and what I want everyone to understand is um, the idea of not suffering in silence. So if a friend comes to you and says, hey, keep this secret, you know, I've been, you know, self-harming or I've been, you know, thinking um, about hurting myself, that is not something um, that you want to keep to yourself at all. So you talk to your parents, a trusted adult, um, Dean Koss, Ms. Kim. Um, to be able to get that person the support that they need. They may be feeling like that in this moment, um, but if we can get them stabilized, tomorrow is a whole different day.
0: Right. And I think, like, letting the students know that it's not, like, they're not going to be punished for anything. They just want to, like, people just want to help.
3: There are so many, you know, topics that can be spun off from, you know, um, something like this. So I love all the topics, all the ideas. You know, sometimes just going back to the basics and just teaching um, how to communicate and how to pay attention to body language. And someone can say something, but their body is doing something different. Um, All of that goes into play in how we read our friends. And they could give us lip service and say, oh, no, no, I'm fine. But you know them well enough to read their body language to say, no, no, no. Something is different today.
0: Yeah. And that's really helpful, especially because we're we're trying to talk to like a full audience here and not just people that are struggling, but people that have friends that are struggling and don't know how to. My
3: communication is important. Um, Being able to, like I said earlier, just really destigmatize. Everybody is dealing with um, mental health one way or another. Yeah. If you can talk about it and you can work together, we can all work together. um, Then we can get better at, at, at navigating and rebuilding our coping skills so we can, so we can, push through and um and get on the other side of any of the stresses or crises we're feeling at the time
0: yeah so i think that's all the time we have today um but thank you so much for coming on we miss you over here
3: oh i miss you guys so much i'm happy to come on and talk about any subject you know that um Truby, stay strong, um, be the best versions of yourself, and most importantly, ask for help if you need it. People are here that love you and care about you and only want to see you succeed. You too. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right.
0: So that
1: concludes our episode for this week. We just want you to remember that everyone here is loved and supported for whatever you might need.
0: Thank you for listening. And
1: our teacher's shout-out this month is Mrs. Flotta. She's Yay. always super willing to offer support to her students, both academically and emotionally, and we want to recognize the help she has given to her students.
0: Tune in next month for our next episode on disordered eating. Thank you for listening. Bye, Truvies.